Well, I really don't know what it's like where you're at right now, but where I am, you can see I don't have a short sleeve shirt on. It's really kind of cold outside and it's only the beginning of November, but I've got my cup of coffee and we're going to warm things up with some music that is chill and uplifting with an artist named Christoria. You're going to want to check this edition out tonight. You're going to want to stick around because we're going to dive into some awesome music and some testimony as well as we immerse ourselves in the world of Christoria. And here we are. And actually, this is the second time this week we had a special edition, our 100th edition on Monday night that kind of came as a surprise. Christoria, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to have you. And for those of you that are new to Raven's Heart, oh, you're going to have a good time tonight. There's no question about that whatsoever. But go ahead and you're watching us on YouTube. Go ahead and oh, there it is right there. Hit that subscribe button, ring the bell so that you can catch up with some more great editions of Raven's Heart because next week you're not going to want to miss it. Les Carlson, the lead singer from Bloodgood, is going to be joining us next week. So we're going back to one of the pioneers of Christian rock music. Christoria, I love that name. It just kind of rolls it sounds rolls off my tongue and it sounds surreal. But from what I understand, there's a powerful meaning behind that name. What what does Christoria mean? So Christoria is a blend of my first name, Crystal, and my middle name, Victoria. And um, I really just prayed on, you know, God, what what would you have my artist name to be? I wanted something that was meaningful and that would have a story behind it. And Crystal meaning pure, Victoria meaning victory, and together they have pure victory, which is what we have in Jesus. So your first name is Crystal and your middle name really is Victoria. It is. That is what what a yes, prophetic Victoria. name. <laughs> well, I didn't go with blending my first name and my middle <laughs> name. Glenn, Glenn Cephas would not have sounded coming. <laughs> now, my middle name is Charles, but really this whole thing, Lithos Cry, for me, was I, I wrote a book. I had to read one first before I wrote one. But I wrote a book about Christian rock and Christian metal and how God actually uses that. And when I started writing the book, I did not want to write it using my real name. I wanted an artist name. And that's how I came up with Lithos Cry, which is up at the top of the screen. And that's really become an umbrella for a lot of different aspects of ministry. So pretty exciting and really neat how God gives you those things. And, you know, really talking about victory in Jesus, that is so important. But unfortunately, there's a lot of believers today that I've encountered. They don't walk in that victory They're They feel defeated. Why do you think that is? You know, I think with, well, one, we're human. We, we, we are ones that, um, you know, we, we are born into sin. We automatically have our own struggles. And we also live in a world that is kind of like a microwave society where we are on the run, on the go constantly. And in the scripture, you know, God tells us that we are to um, take up our cross daily and follow him. And 
one thing I think we tend to fail at is taking that moment to really just pause and reflect on who God is, what he's doing, giving him thanks. Because when we don't have our guard up, when we don't have our armor on, um, that is when the enemy comes in and tries to steal, kill, and destroy. The very first thing that the enemy would love to do is to steal our identity. And if he can steal our identity and try to make us believe we're not good enough, we're not worthy, we automatically have this thing of, you know, feeling defeated and causing us to forget who the, you know, that the victory is won. Um, so that those are my my thoughts behind that. <laughs> That's pretty profound. I do want to ask you a follow-on question to that. Yes. Would you say that the world, the way that it's set up and the way that it works, the way that the prince of the power of air is managing things right now, that it purposely runs us down to feel defeated? I think that's the enemy's goal. He's got it rigged that way. Yes. And what would you say would be, you know, a, a Bible verse that really rings true with you that shows us shows us all that we who are saved are victors in Jesus? Do you have one that you would like to share? No, I would say... Um... You know, my, my go-to verse has always been for the longest time, ever since I became a Christian. And um, Philippians 4.13, I know it's so simple. I can do it with all things through Christ who gives me strength. We are capable of a being able to do the impossible with Christ. Um, and I think so many times that's hard for us to believe. But when we do hold on to that victory, um, he is. He's able to, I've seen miracles happen in my life. I've seen God do, you know, so many different things that I cannot even put words to them. Um, but I hold on to those things because um, you know, he's God. Yeah. Philippians 4.13, it is a very simple verse, but I think in the simplicity of that verse, we just kind of glaze over it and don't grasp hold of really what it's saying. And that's kind of the way God is. There's the power in the simplicity. We a lot of times get caught up in the trappings of the complex with what he's doing and the way that he works and everything like that. But just holding on to that simplicity, maybe there's somebody who's watching tonight, watching on the replay or listening on the replay, that what you need to do is just hold on to Philippians 4.13, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Our flesh is limited. We're limited in what we can do, but it's Jesus that gives the strength to do that. And that is basically from what I'm picking up on the story of your life of Jesus giving you the strength to all that you do. Because yeah. for those of you that don't know it, not only do we have a very talented and gifted artist with us, but Christoria is the mother of four. And that is a whole management experience <laughs> in itself. How well uh, going back to I understand Philippians four thirteen is how you balance that, but how do you do that? I mean, so many people they get limited in their mind as to what they can do, and they get focused on one thing and focused on one thing. You, I know Jesus is the answer, but how do you how do you put that into practice? By the grace of God, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Seriously though, like um, actually, just wrote a thing on my social media tonight um, about how I used to live in this can't mentality like i'm not able and um those are lies of the enemy and just holding on to um i am 
able, you know, speaking truth over my life, um, speaking the scriptures over me um, through very hard situations and allowing those things to carry me through um, has allowed me to be able to press forward in a lot of different things. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. But had I not stepped forward and said, I can, I believe I'm able, you know, um, would I have ever had the chance to be doing what I'm ever you know, doing had I just lived in a camp mentality, hiding in a corner with my eyes shut, you know. Um, and so like, as a mother of four, you know, really taking time to do the picking up the cross daily. Do I do that every single day? I want to say yes, I do. But there are days that I fail, you know, I'm, I'm I want to be real with my following and my people. I'm human just as much as you guys are human. Um, and, you know, ha just having a really big desire to seek his presence and to really just say, God, how, how can I go about my day today? You know, um, I'm very schedule minded. I try really hard to schedule things out. I fail at that sometimes too. I used to say when my kids were little, because my kids are, my oldest is now 12, but when they were really young, I'm like, I had to run my house like a preschool. Like I had to be very, very uh, scheduled minded to be able to, you know, get things done and keep the house clean and keep things functioning. And um, now I work, you know, I'm a full-time mom. I'm, I work full-time from my home, plus I'm doing music. And I really do have to have that schedule mindset, but only by the grace of God am I able to do that. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that boils down to the stewardship of your time and yeah. learning how to steward that time. There's a discipline to that. And when we get to the music in a minute, wow, those that are tuned in are going to be amazed with what you hear because this is top-notch level music. Uh, where were you in the 90s when I was miraculously born again and went to Zondervan's and bought a bunch of Christian music tapes? It's like, what is this? I'd rather be, you know, if I'm going to listen to Metallica or dance music, I'd rather be listening to that. But this is quality stuff. And I'm very excited to have Christoria with us. And one of the things that makes your music so genuine is you're the one that writes it. You're not, there's no producer or music company pulling a song written by Linda Warren out of the catalog saying, oh, here, you know, go ahead and, and sing this one and try this one out. When did your adventure of writing and writing music start? So music has been a part of my life since I can remember. Um, I, you know, my father was an independent artist. Um, and when I was five, I really just fell in love with the industry. But when I was 11, I started, actually, I got this guitar when I was 11. And I started, I started playing it. And um, within two years, I was writing my own songs. Um, at the time, I believed in a higher power, but I was not a Christian at the time. And um, several years, you know, had went by. I was pursuing country music at the time. And in my late teens, I uh, devoted my life to Christ and um, really told him, you know, I want to glorify you and my music. But I didn't know what that meant. Um, I had a really hard time uh how do I want to put it? Um, relating to the music that was on the radio uh, mm -hmm. within the Christian industry, it just did not feel fitting to me. And 
Um, I did some worship leading for a while and life just got hard. Um, and so I paused and um, in my deepest pain um, in my late twenties, I just sensed God telling me, you need to pick up the keyboard and you need to start writing again. Um, and I want to heal you, but also I want to heal others through your music as well. And I held on to that prayer. I held on to that so much. Um, I didn't play piano well, um, but I just began to just hear these words singing over me. It was almost prophetic of just like um, him singing over me in very deep depression and um, hardships. And um, those songs just really carried me through um, throughout those throughout those couple years of just kind of continuously singing the same songs over, um, God began opening doors. He began putting people in my life that I never imagined I'd be meeting. Um, people who live down here now in Nashville, um, you know, me being in Ohio at the time. And um, I just was in awe of what was happening because I sensed like God wanted me to do something bigger with my music, but I'd never imagined how. And when he just began to put people in my life that was encouraging me and like saying, Hey, like, let's, let's go to the songwriting thing. And um, in 2020, I just had this overwhelming uh, sense of him wanting to me to start uh, putting it out there, releasing um, and just seeing where the Lord would take it. I didn't know um, what exactly I wanted to do. If I wanted to be the artist, if I wanted to just put out a song and then be a, you know, just a songwriter, I really wasn't one that wanted to be up front at the time, but um, he really changed my heart throughout the years. And um, here we are going into yeah. a new genre really um, this year, because I kind of just allowed the last couple years starting in 2020 to be a season of, uh, sharing the journey with uh, my followers of finding my sound and releasing songs that I would pray about and, you know, sense like, okay, God, like, what song do you want me to release next? And um, each one had a little bit of a different feel. But then uh, last year, it was like, everything kind of just came uh, full circle to where it was like, okay, I, I think I know the direction we're going to go now. Like, let's do this. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I had the opportunity of speaking with another uh, group, a uh, group of artists on Monday night, and something similar happened to them in 2020 as well. They were going down one path. They were actually a liquid metal vampire pirate band, and they they were believers. Mm -hmm. And then in 2020, when everything just kind of shut down and it was you and the Lord, they're like, hey, we're going the wrong direction. We need to steer the ship in a different direction. So it's very interesting to hear that, that during the time of all that craziness, God was working on his people Absolutely. and now they're being put to the forefront. And I really believe that that's something that's going to be happening again, because what we're experiencing now in the world to me is just as crazy and as Looney Tunes as 2020 was. I, agree. Uh, I don't see it getting any better. As a matter of fact, the scripture says these things must happen. Yes. And I think the same thing's going to happen as well as we move forward. Um, we're going to see a whole new uh, genuine bride arise out of all the ashes and the rubble that uh, that's occurring right now. God's shaking everything. 
to get the stuff, to get the garbage out of the way so that he can put his bride and himself right in the forefront so that people can see it. So when you started this whole adventure of music, you weren't like, hey, I'm going to be a rock star. That was not how how this all started for you. No, if I'm correct. no. I mean, you know, I, but like I said, when I was a teenager, I was into country music. I was doing like uh, contests and sung on grandstands and stuff. But then when I started getting into my Christian music in my late 20s, I'm like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go back up on stage. I'm just going to sit back and write for people. I think I'm just going to find comfort in that. And um, it's just interesting how God began to just stir in my heart kind of old passions, but allowing myself to see those passions in a new light. Um, you know, I really covered up a lot of me that was part of my past, um, because of lies that the enemy had put over me or what people had spoken over me about thinking I'm not good enough for this, or I'm not good enough for that. Um, you can't sing that way. And so I had this mentality, well, that was the old me. So God really just kind of started stirring in my heart. Like I placed those passions in you and those talents in you back then for a reason. And you've been just kind of shoving them down over the, over this time. And instead I want you to take those back out, but I want you to use them for me. And, um, it really allowed me to see like, okay, like I've been looking at this all the wrong way. So this is one of those things you said you were not going to do again. It was one of those nevers. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned is never say never because, <laughs> you know, yeah. In the early, um, early, late nineties, like 1999, 2000, I was on television. I had a television ministry down in Charleston, South Carolina. I was on the radio in Charleston, South Carolina. I was pastoring in Charleston, South Carolina with a couple other things. And when I got done with all that, I said, okay, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to preach again. I'm never going on TV and I'm never going on the radio. Well, fast forward to 2023, about 20 years later, here I am. So tonight I am going to say that I am never going to win the lottery. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see but you're right about those passions and wow people really need to grasp onto this 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 conversation that we're having tonight is so in-depth and something that needs to be heard by a lot of people because a lot of people are ashamed of their passions or mm -hmm. they have had things spoken over them about their passions that oh you'll never amount to anything in that or they'll be discouraged in that and it's the hardest thing that they have to fight through and that's actually where they've been called but they unfortunately miss their calling because they've given into that defeat they don't walk in the victory that you've started to walk in yes and you know one thing i i will say this well two different things i want to share you were born for such a time as this you know god created you in your mother's womb with those passions with the hardships in mind with the struggles in mind he knew the you know he knew what your future was going to be he knew everything he even knew what you were going to be going through like in general as in the world like the pandemic that we went through like he knew all of these things that you'd be living through and he didn't make a mistake at that um that's one thing i think we need to hold on to and second is i think so many times we believe that the calling has to happen now you know when we 
God places, you know, this passion or this burden to do something, it doesn't mean now. If anything, it means start preparing. You know, um, King David, when he was, you know, a shepherd, like he knew he was going to, he was called to be king, but that didn't happen right away. You know, he went through a season of, to me, preparing. Um, when I was um, 19, I was, um, you know, getting into ministry. Um, I had become a youth director at the church that I was attending. I became a worship leader. Um, and I just had this feeling of like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing music, but how am I going to do music in this tiny little town? And like, you know, not knowing anybody. And I literally allowed myself to deal with so much frustration. And I, I, you know, at the time I was ashamed to even admit that, but to be honest, you know, I had, I had taken these uh, youth girls to a, a conference that we were at and I'm watching this lady sing um, and she's, she's worshiping and she's sharing testimony and all of these things. And I'm like, I start weeping. I'm in the front row, just bawling my eyes. I'm like, God, like that is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I truly feel called to do. And I just, you, you can't deny when you have those moments with God, when it's such a heaviness on your heart. And she actually came down to me and she's like, I'd love to pray with you um, afterwards. And she didn't know what I was going through. I ended up messaging her after the conference. And she's like, you know, if it's God's will for you to do music, it'll happen in God's time. And, you know, a part of me was like, that's just the normal cliche answer that everybody doesn't want to hear. <laughs> and, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, she was right. And my life at the time seemed so messed up. Um, I was in a very rough situation for the last uh, decade. And that, you know, here I am in Nashville now and kind of starting life over um, from the last decade. Um, so during the time, I'm like, God, like my life's so messed up. I don't know how on earth I'd ever be able to do anything like that. She has no clue what I'm dealing with. Fast forward, you know, God, God created a way. Um, and one thing he really placed in my heart, instead of, you know, I could be frustrated. Well, why didn't you do it then? And God really hit me with, a, in a moment of prayer, like, had I let you do music then, what testimony would you have? Mm -hmm. And um, that's one thing I think we need to keep in mind is if you feel called to something that hasn't happened yet, and you're in a very rough season, he is creating a story. He's writing your story right now. And it's very possible that the season that you were in, you were going to be speaking about, preaching about, you know, sharing about to, to bring others to Christ one day. Um, and to just hold on to the fact that he can turn um, you know, anything that the enemy would want to do for evil into good. This, those that are watching, please share this edition. This is so important for people to hear this in this time and season that we're living in right now, because God is calling his people to arise. He's, he's awakening them. We're in the, the midst of an awakening. And what you're saying is what I am hearing preached at the church that I go to, that I am a part of, that I minister out of. It's what we've been talking about for years, and it's just really exciting to hear this from somebody that we just met, like, you know, a few minutes ago for the first time. And what you're saying is resonating with my spirit. And there's a couple of things I want to ask about, because as, you as people pursue that calling in ministry, you know, they 
feel the frustration sometimes because it's not moving fast enough. But then sometimes they throw the afterburners. They're like, okay, I know my assignment. I know what I'm going to do. Throw on the nitrous switch, the afterburners. And then within two, three years, they're burned out. And they think, oh, well, maybe God hasn't called me to this. Maybe I've gone down the wrong path. And But it's really turned out to be burnout. Do you have any insights on how somebody can determine if they're burned out or if it's the wrong path? Is that something that you've had experience with? You know, I've experienced burned out. I I am as the, just as the person that I am, I'm a go-getter. I will go, 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 go until I'm like, you know, completely burned out if I allow myself to. Um, I think it's healthy for us to take pauses on whatever season, whatever we're doing, whatever we feel called to do, allow yourself to take vacations to just reflect on where you're at in your season. If you're feeling frustration, if you're feeling um, uncertainty, take a moment to just say, you know what, like, you know, tell your pastor or whatever, like, I just need a break. You know, I took a break from ministry for several years and a part of me wanted to just be done. But one thing I know is if you feel, if you're truly called to it, God will not let it go away, you know? Um, and I think that's something to recognize is like, you know, if you're feeling burned out, you know, take a break, you know, whether that's a week, whether that's two months, whether that's a couple of years, take a break and take time to just focus on your relationship with Christ. And if you are truly called to continue to do it, you will recognize those burdens, those passions will not go away. He will bring them back up again. He has perfect timing in everything. That is worth its weight in gold. And Jeff Reynolds, one of our longtime viewers this season. Uh, Jeff, thank you for joining us. He says, amen. This program is a blessing. Jeff, if you could help us and share this with as many people that you think need to hear this message that's being shared tonight. Um, as I said, I met Christoria through Facebook and email like a month ago. I was like, Hey, need to get you on. We hadn't talked until the first time now. And one of the things that I want people to understand is that when I put together these show notes and these outlines, I'm like, God, where do you want this to go? And as I'm writing, I start to see and sense different things about the artist. So it's not like she and I got together. It's like, Hey, let's talk about this topic. Or let's, And sometimes I, I send the outline. I'm like, man, I really feel like I'm shooting in the dark here, but it's just God's leading and his Holy spirit. And that's one of those confirmations to me when I feel like throwing in the towel, sometimes it's like, Oh wow, this really is. I really, Oh wow. I'm really hearing from the Lord. And it's just putting yourself in that position. I'm not bragging on myself. I want to brag on, Holy Spirit, who just arranges these things for us to do this, to be able to minister to people. So please, if you're watching this, share this with as many people as you can uh, tonight so that they can hear this testimony and be blessed by what we're breaking down in the Word. And I really want to dive into, and it, it uh, dovetails with your song that you released just um, last this month, actually last month now, October, uh, entitled Rush. I want to play that because those that are really being blessed by what we're talking about are going to be even more blessed by the music. What does this, what is this Rush about and how does it reflect your relationship with Jesus? 
So I wrote Rush last year, last October, actually. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I had just came out of a very rough season and trying to ask God, you know, like, what direction do you want from me? And to be honest, when you're, when you're coming out of a hard season, um, there's, there's healing that has to take place. There's, there's a lot of different things that, I don't know, for me, I had to process. And um, I, you know, to have to go through, as somebody who was struggling with PTSD, um, I had to allow myself to take time to go through, you know, the healing process. And the healing process sometimes is not very fun. Um, and, um, and maybe to the people who are listening, maybe you're going through a rough season right now. Maybe it's not PTSD. Maybe it's something completely different, but you're, you're going through a season of hardship and in your mind, you're like, man, if only I could just get to the other side, maybe if I could just get to the happier part. Um, but see the hardships that we deal with, they're there for a reason. And, you know, God allows the hardships to build character. They're there to help strengthen us. They're there to just help us know that we need a savior and we need to cling to him. And when we do it, it builds our faith. Um, so, you know, that's what Rush was all about, was crying out to God, being very true about our raw emotions, because I think as a listener, listeners need to hear that us Christians, we, we, we all have, we all struggle sometimes. We all have our moments with like, God, like, why, you know, like, God, like, could you just help me get to the other side? Um, we, we deal with those things. And I think sometimes we're, especially those in ministry, we feel ashamed to speak up about those things because if we do, well, then we're not qualified enough. We're not good enough. And, um, that's not true. God, God, God can carry us through, but, um, to just have a moment of prayer and say, God, you know, help me not to rush, help, help me to be strong in this moment and just get me through this, get me through this. The chaos of this life song is what, what the lyrics say. Um, cause, and I think that's just a perfect description of what life can be. Yes. This is Rush by Christoria. You're going to enjoy this. Like the clock. 
But that is amazing. I, I love it. I love the way that that ends the the guitar at the end of it. How it just kind of just kind of hangs out there. It just kind of gives that ethereal feel to it. And as I was sitting here listening to the song, we're talking about the grind of the prince and the prince and the power of the air, uh, Satan, and the way that he runs the world. The world, man, you know. Everybody thinks it's so great, but it's really an awful place the, with all of the beating down that goes on, all the negativity, all of that. But thinking about the rushing for a moment, there was a book written, and it's a it's a heavy-duty read. It was written, I believe, it was early 1900s. It's called War on the Saints by Jesse Penn Lewis. I mean, it's a thick book. And it's about how to identify the true move of the Holy Spirit and counterfeit moves by demonic activity. And one of the things that really stands out to me the most is that when you feel that you have to rush or that you have to do it now, you feel this impulse where it's got to be now, more than likely, it's not Holy Spirit. It's a demonic entity pushing you to get you to move outside of God's timing. It's, it's really interesting because the devil wants you to miss what God has in store for you and move you outside of God's timing. Why, Christoria, from your experience, is it important to wait for God's timing and things? Because God, t- 
timing is perfect. <laughs> if, we, when, if we try to do things on our own, goodness, we, we, I just don't know how else to put it is that if it, if we're not aligning in God's will, it's never going to be the fullest that it could ever be. Yes, people who are not Christians can go out and try to, you know, can do things and they can they can accomplish things. Yes. Um, but when we step forward into our pure path that God has for us, there is so much more satisfaction. There is so much more fulfillment. There is so much more that he is able to do and work through us um, that we would not be able to do if we did it on our own. Yes. Jeff says, excellent song. I've now got a new favorite Christoria song. Thank, Thank you, you, Jeff. You're, you're going to like the next one, too, because I, I, I really like it. And as I was, you know, past couple of weeks, I've been in the book of Acts. I've been really diving into that. And the way that I study, I have not made it past the middle of chapter two yet. And this is about oh. week number three on the book of Acts. But one of the things that was becoming so apparent to me was Peter's desire to rush things mm -hmm. in Acts chapter one and see it so clearly. But then in Acts chapter two, things change a little bit. And what I mean by Peter's rushing of things, here they come down from the Mount of Olives the, and Jesus tells them to do what? Wait. Yeah. Told them to do nothing else, nothing else but wait. So while in there, the, in the waiting process, God knit Peter to be a leader and to stand up. He's like, hey, uh, we're missing one of us. Uh, the guy that betrayed Jesus, we need to vote somebody else in now and make him the, the new apostle. And let's go ahead and do that. We need to do this now. And I really feel sorry for Matthias or Matthias, the, the one that got voted in, because you read about him once and then you don't read him about him about him again. It was really God who intended Paul. And you see Peter stepping out of the timing there with that in Acts chapter one of, OK, well, I got to make this work. I'm supposed to be doing something. He rushes it. But then in Acts chapter two, he gets it right on the day of Pentecost where he stands up and he's like, hey, men of Judea, this is what's going on. And we see the birth of the church. He tried to step outside of that timing and number in, in Acts chapter one. I was like, well, this really just <clears throat> ties in with what we're talking about with, with rushing things. The mood of the song, I like it. It's, it's dark. It's dramatic. I'm very dramatic. I, I like dark. I like gothic. I like those type things. But that's very different from a lot of your other songs, which are kind of chill and uplifting is probably the best way to describe them. Why did you use the dark and dramatic paintbrush to underscore the, what the message of this song? You know, so Rush and even Rise, um, those two songs both have kind of a darker feel. Um, I, you know, and I'm just going to be, 100% real, you know, when I stepped forward into um, Christian music, the very first thing that you think of is it has to be positive, it has to be peppy, it has to be all of these things, because we're trying to write for the church. Um, my heart, I love writing worship, don't get me wrong, I love, love, love writing worship, I get in co-writes all the time writing worship. Um, however, when it comes to my own music, um, my heart's to reach the lost and the broken. We're called to be um, ones to go out and reach the broken. We're called to reach the lost. And in a, some, as somebody who went through a very, you know, hard, hard trials myself, 
um, I find myself often just allowing myself to process those emotions authentically uh, in song. And um, those emotions aren't necessarily pretty. Um, and my heart is to reach and relate to allow people who are broken, who allow people who are lost to be able to say like, that girl gets it. That girl mm -hmm. understands the emotion that I'm going through. So that's where um, Rush and even Rise, the, the sounds are different because I, I've chosen, you know, to be like, you know, this is me. This is my most authentic self. It took me a break. I, I had a pause. I, I took a one year off of releasing music. Um, Story in the Making was my last release of August of last year. And that song was literally, it says, close one chapter, open another, but you have to turn the page. Um, and that was kind of, you know, almost like prophetic of just like, you know, this is, this is me choosing to, you know, step forward into truly what God has for me. You know, I've been kind of doing it, but it's like, I need to like close this and like kind of start fresh and start new um, and um, go into it full force of uh, authenticity and really try to reach the audience that I feel led to reach. I would also think it's therapeutic for you to write the way that you feel. There's a healing Absolutely. that takes place in that process instead of trying to bottle it up and be like, hey, we need to write according to the church standard of today for, for music. And that's what people relate to. They want the real and they want the genuine. Uh, I don't listen to mainstream Christian radio. As a matter of fact, I don't listen to mainstream radio at all. Now, I used to be on the radio, but um, I, I just don't because I can't. It doesn't do anything for me. You know, on the Christian contemporary side, it's all the same thing over and over again. And it's like they got an AI uh, chat GPT <laughs> <laughs> writing a song for them. And then and then on the, you know. I mean, I love classic Led Zeppelin, but there's only so many times I can listen to Stairway to Heaven. It's the same thing over and over again. Give me something more. Give me something real. And that's what I find so refreshing about, you know, people that have been with this live stream know that I spend time actually searching for what I call the gems in music so that I can bring it out so that people can hear it. It's like, okay, this resonates. People haven't heard this and they, they need to hear this. Uh, another song that I want to feature tonight, it's it's a little bit more chill and it's a little bit more um, upbeat, you know, is, is the way we describe it, is Breathe. And it's also got a subtitle. Um, what, what's the subtitle of that again? I Know. I Know. Can you, what can you tell us about this song? So that was my very first release. Um, really? Yes. And so I wrote that in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and it was really kind of just this moment of reflecting on all that the enemy was trying to do in the midst of all of our chaos that we were going through and kind of getting frustrated with the devil, to be honest. And I sat at my kitchen table and I just wrote, I just started pouring out words. It was very just poetic. And um, I had a track on my computer and I sung along with it. I'm like, you know, like this, this is powerful. I, I felt like ne people needed to hear it. And um, that, within a couple weeks, I had a couple people saying like, we want your music on radio. And I'm like, I don't even have a song on radio. Like, I don't even have a song produced and um, just really prayed about it. And like, 
God just kept stirring in my heart, breathe, you know, like that, that's what the people need to hear for this moment, this season that we're in, um, to just take time and just, just breathe and not allow all this chaos that was going on and still is today, um, to, uh, really cause us to shut down, like allow it, you know, if anything, allow it to, um, allow what's going on around us to uh, be a reminder of what is to come. You know, God, God is, God is going to bring a heaven down to earth one day. You know, he's coming for his people. Yes. Yes. Well, I did not know this was your first, you would never know. I would thought this was a little bit more down the line and I'm really excited to share this track tonight. This is entitled, Breathe by Christoria. The subtitle of it is I Know. You're going to love this song. I breathe in, I breathe out. That's about all I can do in the midst of this mess to stay calm. To the one above Cause he knows what's going on Oh, I'm not the perfect soul But it's easy to look around And see there's something wrong Oh, the devil wants to play the wolf And deceive the radicals Just trying to make it home Oh, We hear hate Leads a vicious harassing war Trying to tear it apart Breaking hearts Wrecking faith Leads the business he's been in For all of these years But behind the devil's old disguise There's a lie There's a thief Trying to shatter their lives And no matter how much they try there's a God who's feeling strong And a battle that's been won oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Let my God is in control Leave my enemies to the cops He cares for Now that's what I call chill. <laughs> Feel like I'm running the the uh the 1055 dance party on online tonight. I love it. I love the elements. You've got some of that 90s vibe in there that I was used to. Yes. Back in the 90s before I was saved, I went clubbing. I was uh at the club on Friday night and Saturday night. 
I couldn't dance. Uh, I still can't dance. So we're not even going <laughs> to, we're not even going to try that, but that is just so beautifully done. So well done. And I never knew when we picked that song that that was the first one that you've done. Amazing. You know, something about that breathing and just taking that breath, you know, when you breathe in and when you breathe out, that deep breath in and that deep breath out, you're actually saying Yahweh. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And he's the one that he put his breath in us. He gave us the breath of life and Amen. how precious breath is. And that's something that we learned in, in, you know, during that time, don't want to, ruin our algorithm scores yeah. <laughs> going too deep into it, but you know, it's, it's very, very important. Um, wonderfully, wonderfully done song. This is music that needs to be heard. Again, if you're watching tonight, if you're listening on the replay, please share this and support Christoria. This is music that needs to be heard. You're not going to hear this in the mainstream because it does not fit the cookie cutter of what the mainstream, what the machine wants you to hear. So we're here to defeat the machine or <laughs> we're here to rage against the machine. Another great band, by the way. But <laughs> not only do you write music and produce music, but you also mentor other artists as well. Can you tell us about the program that you have to do that? Yes. Yeah, so, um, Back in 2021, I launched a course called Songwriter Social. Um, and, you know, for the years leading up to me pursuing songwriting, I was uh, heavily involved in entrepreneurship. I had an antique shop. I did direct sales. And God really began um, giving me a passion for marketing. And I just didn't understand why at the time um, when the when 2020 had hit, um, God told me to let all those things go. Like literally it was like, boom, like you just need to quit. And I did. And within two days I had a friend reaching out saying like, Hey, you need to like do the songwriter thing. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's interesting. So, um, you know, I, as I started pressing forward into the music world, I started seeing this need of, you know, people saying like, how do I do my social media? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm like, I know, like, but I don't feel qualified enough at the time because I, you know, I was just stepping forth, you know, um, but I, I started applying everything that I knew with my own stuff. I uh, self-promoted my Breathe. Uh, Breathe actually was on 36 different stations when uh, it released because okay. of my own marketing skills. And so um, I just started was like, you know what, like if I can do this, I think I can teach others because I, I, I've, I've taught people to do similar things. I've taught people how to do marketing. I've taught people how to do social media. And uh, so I developed a course. I had done an eight-week course um, to start sharing those things. And um, I don't have one currently available, um, although that is something I do hope to be able to launch again in the future. Um, as of right now, I uh, do side uh I, I help people on the side, different artists, whether that's for promotional stuff, like for their artwork, for uh, just even doing a one-on-one -on -one, um, Zoom call and saying like, hey, like, let's come up with a game plan for developing your brand. How can we apply that to your social media? What would that look like? Um, as well as, um, you know, helping people like with just kind of putting together their bios if they are in need of um 
such. So that's all very valuable stuff. Um, a lot of times we neglect the fact that we have to present ourselves. It's, it's just part of the way that things have to be done. And um, there, there's a prophet that I am very familiar with, follow very closely, and I've actually sat under his preaching and teaching. And he was talking about getting over the this whole nameless, faceless gener generation thing that God gave you a face and he wants it to be seen. It's, yeah. you know, it's how you present that face um, and who yeah. you're presenting for. So when Absolutely. we market our um it's uh, it's just we are marketing Jesus. We are representing him here. Um, Jeff's got a question. It said, I may have missed it, but did you mention Christoria won the WVIU Songwriter on the Rise Award last year? Did you did you do that? I, I did. <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> um, yes, I did. Um, and going back to what you were sharing, you know, um, you know, one thing I think. We, we live in a world where everything, it seems like falsehood, you know, like everything feels false on social media. And that's kind of what our society has become heavily involved in. And so um, like when I communicate with these songwriters, whether that's in the course or whether that's on a one-on-one -on -one level, you know, really just asking them, you know, who has God called you to be? You know, what, what does that look like? Um, take time and like pray about like, five qualities about you that God says that you are and really take time to say, does your social media show those things? Um, and if it doesn't, don't be posting those things, <laughs> you know, like really right. just learn to be authentic and who you were created to be. And, you know, when I, when I, when I did ask those questions to these artists, um, my friend Annette, oh, she's amazing lady. She had, um, and I know she would not, Feel, she would love that I'm sharing this right now. You know, she she really um, she came to me saying like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I don't know how I'm supposed to be running the social media. And I told her I'm like, you know, what has God called you to do? What are qualities about you that God says that you are? And one of them was funny. She's like, God sees me funny, and she's like, she's like, I joke around I'm like. I've never seen you do that before. <laughs> and so she started doing these parodies and she started doing these videos. And it was immediately, she just had this, like all these people were like, I've never seen this side of you. And she had so much joy in her heart, so much fun with it. And next thing I know she's out, she's, she's doing these tours at these churches all over the place, sharing her gospel music. And I'm like, she's just has I don't know, something about just being able to be her most authentic self, wow. which um, really gave her the courage and the push to finally produce a song, finally release a song that she had never done before. She had never released music before and being able to start doing conferences and concerts. And she's still, I mean, that was in February of 2021. And to this day, she's still going to churches uh, presenting her music. And I'm like, because she took that step of faith to just say, you know what, I'm going to be my most authentic self and really just asking God, who am I and how can I apply this? Yeah. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier, for those who, who are just joining us, I, I really encourage you to go back to listen to the beginning to get to your authentic self. A lot of times you have to go through hell and back um, 
to get that. And that's that whole breaking process that God puts you through. It's not because God is mean. That's, that's not the reason at all. It's that our flesh is just that stubborn. And there's these patterns in our mind that we need to get out of. And I find it funny how you're talking about, you know, the authenticity and social media. And we were talking before we went online tonight, uh, my good friend, Stacy Fannin from Revelation Resistance podcast, we started the podcast adventure together at the same time about five years ago. And we found each other on social media and we've been buds ever since. And he sent me a video today of the top cities in North Carolina not to live in. And he's like, Hey, the narrator of this uh, sounds like you. And I listened to it and it was my voice. Somehow AI has gotten my voice and you listen to it. And it's like, I didn't do this. And I start listening to the sentence structure. It's like, yeah, that's AI because nobody talks like that. But it was my voice, especially at the beginning of the video. And it's like, that is really, really creepy. So in case you're wondering, I did not do the video of the cities to avoid living in in North Carolina. That is not me. And I really think we're going to run into two things with this. First of all, this whole thing of the ingenuine, because there's people that's just putting videos together that have AI do it. And then they put it out there and they want to make money on YouTube. Yeah. That's going to last for a little while, but I think people are going to get sick to, sick of that. I, I really think so because they want the genuine, they want the warts and all with everything. That's kind of really the way the previous generation has been. And I think people are going to get sick of it. Uh, I'm sick of it already. I'm sick of seeing the, um, the videos with the narrator that's got the same thing. Did you know that, you know, the Simpsons predict the future and, you know, you see that thing come up, but I'll tell you what, I, I, I just have to say this, this is just Glenn going off that guy in the middle East who dances with his belly with all the big food. Have you seen that? <laughs> okay. He is the happiest guy I have ever seen. And they always bring out this big plate of food and he's dancing with, it's just for some reason I'm captivated by it. So I think it's just the smile on his face and that he's happy. I, you know, and people, he's got like 5 million views on videos and I'm like, well, um, you know, I think it's just because he's happy. People are into that. <laughs> people, are, people are into authenticity. They they yeah. want, you know, real. They want raw. Um, and yeah, I think just being willing to pour value into whatever you're doing. Um, that's really what, I don't know, you're, you're going to have the most of, be the most effective. <laughs> yeah. No, really, really. And that is something I, I think, and this is just me thinking out loud, and I'm just basing it upon my own experiences. I think we get into this mindset, especially when we're saved and we enter into a church community, that we need to change who we are, not the way that we do things, but we need to take on this different persona of, I am now sanctimonious and holy. Yeah. And I can't laugh because laughing is not mentioned many times. And it's not mentioned. I don't think it's mentioned in the New Testament at all, to tell you the truth. Well, because it's not in the New Testament, I will not laugh from here forth on. And then we speak and pray in King James all the time. And we take on this persona that is not us. And I, that's one thing that God's really been working on me with. Because I remember before I was saved, um, you know, 
I had a sense of humor. I, I did a lot of things that were funny, but at the same time, I could be ser dead serious about stuff yeah. and really get stuff done. And I've really been hearing God speak to me to return to that point of my life where I was you know, pretty yeah. much carefree and just being me. And it's okay to be me. And it's okay to be inconsistent. No, I'm not talking in righteousness, being inconsistent in that, but I'm saying in your personality, because the personalities that God gives us are so diverse. There's diversity in each of us. Um, you know, we can be funny, we can be serious, we can be academic, we can be, we can be this and we can be that. And, you know, as, as we were talking about the beginning, and as you know, you know, I lean more towards the heavier side of music, more towards the metal side, and you'll find me at metal concerts. And I'm doing this live stream where I bring a lot of metal bands on, but I don't look like the metal guy. You know, I, I don't, I don't look like that, but that's okay. That's a part of me, but I've got all these other things that are a part of me as well. And it's like King David, he was comfortable in his own skin. He was a warrior. He was a poet. He was a King. He was a shepherd. He did all these things and he did them all at once. And he did them all with, with excellence. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. How can somebody that is an artist reach out to you to become a part of the uh, eight week course that you have? So on Chris at Christoria.com, that's my website. There is a uh, little tab in the menu that says songwriter social. If you click on there, um, it'll share if there's any updates on an upcoming course. Currently there's not. However, if you are interested in what I am offering, um, you can also go to the contact section on my website or even just reach out to me in my socials, uh, Christoria Music, um, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, and just say, hey, like, this is what I'm what I'm in need of. Um, and, you know, we can chat. And is that the same place they can go to keep up with everything that you're doing, new releases, new songs that are coming out? Absolutely. Uh, my website, again, ChrisStoryMusic.com or ChrisStoryMusic at Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Um, you can find all of my updates, uh, encouraging posts and reels and such, too. Neat. Neat. And you can follow me at GlennCephas.com. No, only kidding. <laughs> LithosCry.com, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. If you've got any questions, comments... Um, if you want to make a recommendation for an artist that you would like to see us bring on, email me at lithoscry, that's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y, at gmail.com. And hey, I am excited about next Thursday night at 8 p.m. because we are going to have the one and the only Les Carlson, the lead singer from the band Bloodgood, the Pioneers, one of the pioneering bands of the Christian rock and Christian metal industry. We would not be here with Christoria if it were not for the groundwork that men like Les Carlson laid down the foundation for uh, in, in in this particular genre. So I'm really excited about that. And we're going to be able to hear his insights of the wisdom he's gained over the years of being a Christian musician. So it's going to be awesome. One of those uh, once in a lifetime interviews that we have in Christoria. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you can hold on the line while I close everything out with everybody. Again, as I said, we will be back next week. Please share this edition. This this needs to be shared with people, people that need to be encouraged, especially during this time that we're living in right now. And until next Thursday night, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.